We're live, baby. Live, We're live. live right now. Welcome to No Ideas Original Podcast. I am Zane. I am Mr. Brian. Our great guest to come in tonight, co-founder of uh, Rap Genius. Actually, now it's called Genius, which is uh, actually the biggest hip-hop platform as far as for... Uh, you know, for to, to break down the lyrics and what yeah, the artists yeah. are saying in uh, their particular songs, whether it's <laughs> hip hop, uh, R and B, you it know, be poetry, poetry, it could be, 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 be a number of different things. Right. So right now we just uh, we're gonna give our brother a couple of more, I guess another couple of minutes. Uh, but but Rob, man, how was your um your week so far? Week has been good, man. Um, just some house stuff going on. Me and my wife, we're, we're doing our kitchen. So we just had a contractor come in and kind of size things up. So my kitchen's going to be out of commission for a month. But oh, that's, that's the, 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 the part of the process that we're looking forward to having a brand new kitchen. So we're looking forward to that. Outside of that, man, things as well. Um, dialysis is still going well. Um, Man, things is all right, man. I can't complain. How about you, bro? Oh, man, just enjoying this weather, man. Trying to eat a, a little bit more healthy. Been uh, eating too much fried food lately, man. So I got to, hey, you know. Stop uh, doing that, man. Stop doing that, bro. No, I'm addicted <laughs> to fried Well, I don't say addicted to fried food, but it plays a, a real big percent of my um my uh my, my, my diet, man, and, and for the most part. But I do drink a lot of water. You know, I, I right. drink, like I said, plenty of times before I drink at least a gallon of water a, a, a day. I do my but bike food, ride, stuff like that, do my cardio. Food food is addictive, bro. So don't feel, don't feel bad about that. Food is addictive, man. There's a show. Fried food, though, man. Huh? I said, especially this fried food, food though. This fried food, yeah. man, it's like. Yes, sir. Man, being like you said, um, you know, you getting the cabinets done and getting getting you know other things going on in the house so is it more have you been cheating now as far as the diet is it is it a little bit more like takeout or are you still doing i got i i live i live with a general son i can't cheat bro got you got you just smell my breath and be like uh-huh you've been eating pizza nigga <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell so, you what though man uh it's like nothing it, like it, it, up north huh it, it, it keeps it keeps me straight, man. And be honest with you, man, because you know my wife staying on top of my diet, I've I was been able to lose a little couple of pounds. You know, I feel a little bit light on my feet, and those cravings. I used to have a craving for the simply fresh juice. Oh the yeah, proper can of juices and the lemonade, and the limeade. As yeah. much as you drink water, like you drink water, man. Mm-hmm. I used to be packing them things down, son. Packing them down, but it what's your favorite? Right? The, the, the uh, 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 raspberry lemonade, what it was, raspberry lemonade and the limeade. Limeade is the idiot, both, both a good mixture, man. Shout, very, shout, very shout out the Crocus place down in Richmond, Virginia. They put me on the limeade, son. They got some good limeade out there. Oh man, Richmond, about say about like two, about an hour and a half, hour 45 minutes from me. I actually have some 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 family down there too, man, in Richmond. But uh, last time I've been to Richmond, it had to be about. It's been a while, man. 
It's been a yeah, while. It's been a, about 15 years since I've been down there. But I tell yeah. you what, man, it's like the further south you go, it seems like the better the food is. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I remember going better to- Because um, they, they, they putting everything in it. That's why. Yeah, they putting everything in it, man. And, and, and I tell you what, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not real big on like eating swine, but um, I tell you what, growing up, it was, you know, a lot of, you know, family members making pork chops and all this other stuff, ribs and all that other stuff. And as I got older, yeah. I, I, I strayed away from it, you know what I'm saying? Due to like uh, high blood pressure and, uh, yeah. you know, heart disease, yeah. stuff like that that goes on in my family. So, sure. but, uh, I tell you what, man. One of one of one of the one of the I love lamb chops. I love lamb chops. Lamb chops is good. But lamb I, chops. I you, yeah, but um, I but the, the other thing that I like more than lamb chops, though, I would have to say um barbecue chicken. Okay. You know what I'm saying barbecue chicken, you can't you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong. With man, but you can you can. Cook chicken 365 ways. You can have different chicken, a chicken a different way every day of the week, man. You ever had oven fried chicken? I've had oven fried chicken, yes, sir. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's that type of thing. The thing about us as a people, you know, we eat to feel full. Right. My stomachs are very small. (coughs) So we're not technically not supposed to pound your belly out so much man and the crazy the, the magnificent thing about the body is that it's, it's ability to stretch so the more your body gonna stretch i.e. is the reason why we get these big tummies but then on right. top of that you put so much food in your body where it takes it takes a minute for your food to digest and then we you know we eat three meals a day um so you know it, it, it makes it real hard on the body man and it's got a lot of curb your, curb your diet, curb your desires. Eat for eat for pleasure, but eat enough so you know you, you you know you're not hungry. You're not really starving. People use that term of starving. Nowhere near starving. Right. And, you know what I mean? And, and and watch how you season your food too, because that's where the the, the the high blood pressure and them things come in. Well, what's what's, what's some of the seasonings that that you use? Because I heard that um Mrs. Dash is good. Yes, sir. Uh, that 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 has like really no salt in it at all. Absolutely, and... <laughs> it doesn't. Well, the way my wife cooks, she doesn't. She might use a little bit of season, but leave a little bit of salt. And what she seasons with is fresh herbs. She uses thyme. She uses oregano. Um, she cups up onions and peppers and garlic. So when you when you get a combination of them things, it will bring some flavor to whatever you're seasoning. So you don't have to pour it with adobo. And the salt I use, I use either Himalayan salt or sea salt. Himalayan salt is pretty good because Himalayan salt has minerals in it that the body needs as well. It's not like the iodine salt. The iodine salt, I think, is the one that really hurts people when it comes to the blood. Sea salt and Himalayan salt should be the preferred salt to eat if you're going to use salt. Tell tell the viewers why. Because the, the 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 those salts, Himalayan salt, like I said, they carry. I don't know what minerals are in there, but the body uh, requires a certain amount of minerals. I know that the body has about a hundred and three, 
Um, and in Himalayan salt, there are a few of those minerals in there, which makes it more biodigestible for the body to break down when you're eating food, um, and opposed to the regular iodine salt. I think the iodine salt, the regular table salt might be the worst. I believe sea salt also has uh, mineral content in it as well, which makes it easy, easier to digest. So if you are eating salt, if you do like salt, it still has a salt taste, choose to eat choose to use the pink salt or the sea salt if you do need to put salt in your fries. I know a lot of people like putting salt in your fries, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, now that, that, that goes for me. Um, now, for the past maybe, say three to four years, I've been, I've been, I've been you know, kind of uh, leaning back on, on, on putting salt on, on the fries. Like I'll get the, uh, I get the sweet potato fries or I get the, um, or, or, or what I'll do, I'll just, uh, you know, put some uh, Mrs. Dash on it, you know, right. really like no salt anyway, just to have like a little extra, the extra little, you know, something to it, you know what I'm saying? But besides that, um, you know. Check the, check the screen, bro. My screen? Yeah. Does anybody come in? Yeah. Can you got a... Big homie? Big homie! Come on in, big homie. Yada. Yada, yada. Yada, yada. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You got the wave spinning like Mike Bivens. Ah, my body. I don't want to chew your name up, man. I don't want to destroy your name. No, that was good. That was good. That's how you say it? My body? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pleasure. <laughs> thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, you know, uh, I know, you know, with some technical difficulties, but, you know, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out your busy day to come on and, and chat with us, man. So much hey, salute to you. It so is so everybody that, that's, that's viewing, we have Mabad. How do you say the last name again? Mohaddam. Mohaddam. Ah, yeah. there you Mahabad go. Mahabad We have him on right now, and he is the founder of the biggest hip-hop platform known to man and woman. That is Genius. It was rap genius, but then they transitioned it to genius. Am I correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. So uh, I would say, tell us um, what 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 were some of your influences when you when you discovered uh, the art form of hip hop and rap, and what made you want to want to get into that 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 art form as far as you know coming up with something as, as brilliant as the company uh, Genius. Oh man, well, I, I first got into rap uh, in junior high listening to indie rap, like Dilated Peoples. They were my first rap group I was really into. Okay. But then I started evolving. I found Biggie and Tupac. So I became obsessed with Biggie and Tupac. Yeah. All through college. Like college, I spent college like memorizing all the Biggie and Tupac lyrics, got into Jay-Z and Nas. But then I got really, really into Cameron. Cameron was kind of the rapper who was blowing up on the East Coast 
So right. all the kids, all my friends in college, we just became obsessed with Cameron. We thought of him as like the intellectual rapper. So he was the direct inspiration for Genius. I didn't come up with Genius; it was the CEO. But it's because he didn't really listen to rap. But he, like, all of his friends were like, "Oh, I love Cameron. I love Cameron." So he asked me about a Cameron lyric, and I told him the incorrect meaning to the lyric. So. <laughs> It all started with my incorrect explanation. Hello, 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 hello. Are you there? Are you there, Yada? Can Yada? Can you hear us? I don't think he can hear us. Let me see. Uh, give me one second. Can Yada? Log out. Log back in. So that, so that was that was your childhood. So you you, you come in the junior high school, and you said the indie indie rap. There's a lot of indie raps, man. There's a lot of indie artists coming out of, and you're from the West Coast, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Back then it was hot because originally I was listening to alternative music, and these indie rappers tried to do the crossover, which is kind of what Kanye West did too. Like the reason why Kanye West blew up. I think he was the first rap superstar who started to get away from like the gangster persona. Yeah. But originally, it was like Dilated People was where the first rap group that they were like my group, and I got really into Jurassic Five. Okay. Uh, Most Def. I used to really like Talib Kweli, but then now I have beef with him, so that didn't that didn't turn out. You got oh. beef. Tell us, tell us about that, bro. What happened? Almost all rappers love Genius. Thank, thankfully, like you know, the the reason why Genius became the way it is now with the very right. accounts was because Nas invested. Nas was actually our third investor, and then Big Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell invested, and also Eminem. Yeah, Nas also Nas after he invested in us, he became friends with Ben Horowitz. Who had him invest in Coinbase? So we're the Coinbase investors. We're about to like. I think Nas is going to make more more money off of Coinbase than off of music. So we could. You know what's But, funny? Saying that. I mean, not to cut you short. They were saying once Coinbase goes public, Nas is going to be like worth over a billion dollars. Eventually he will be. Yeah, I think uh, you know it's it's interesting because there's going to be three billionaire rappers. Dre made his billion off of headphones. Jay Z made his billion off of clothes, and then uh, Nas is going to make his million off billion off of tech investments. Right. So I think that's a way more like I would way rather make my money like that than off of headphones. Like headphones, who cares? Right. You just sold some headphones. Headphones break easy too, so you gotta go buy another pair after that. So, you know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, man. So you you your early education started out in Connecticut, man. You graduated from Yale and Stanford. Is that where you met your business partners? The other genius co-founders also went to Yale. They were a little bit younger though. So the year after I went to the year after I graduated, I went to France. And then when I came back from France, they let me crash back in their dorm. They were seniors. What led you out to France? I got a Fulbright to study. Uh, I was actually studying Islamism in France. Really? You know, it was pretty 
close after 9-11. So I was trying to like crack the code to Osama. See that? I Arabic a lot in college. So like that was kind of my thing. My boy, you, you sound like a renegade, man. Like you, 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 you go hard, brother. I can see that. I can send no, you that. You me, the first like, ever genius blog post was about rappers who worship the Taliban. And Elon and I wrote it together because you, I don't know if you remember Cameron, like, you know, Cameron was our favorite rapper. Right. He would actually call the diplomats Dipset Taliban. That's right. And like, right. uh, Wells had a line where he says, I'm a young Mohammed Atta, no plane lessons, cocaine lessons. <laughs> so, wow. He was going hard with that, man. So y'all started, so that, that, that took off. And what I read, man, um, rap genius, Y'all subscribe a lot of users by month, like 40 million, 40 million people come through there almost every month just for subscribing and joining your website. And your website is vast. It's not, it's not just news, but it's not just music lyrics. It's news. It's, it's the chart and chart music. Um, you got rap, I, genius IQ, genius live. There's so many intricate things, man. And it's not just hip hop music even on there either. I've seen some. I've seen some, some artists on there where I don't even know how to even pronounce it. Like I, I see them. Like what is this? Guys covering everything. Y'all have a wide spectrum of music on. There. Yeah. Well, the the YouTube is now even bigger than the site in terms of being uh, profitable. Right. I think I'm not there anymore, but it seems that way. The YouTube is the biggest. It's the biggest hip hop related YouTube. Uh, and what drove that is the verified, which that was actually my idea. I was the first one who was like, instead of asking the fans, let's ask the rappers. And so the first official verified rapper was Nas because he invested. But the first rapper who actually was breaking down his own lyrics was uh, Mike G from Odd Future Wolfgang. Okay. We had this guy sign up with the username Mike G and he was breaking down Mike G lyrics. And I was like, guys, I think this is the rapper. And they're like, no, no, it's just a fan. So I emailed him. I'm like, is this really my gene? He's like, yeah. And he invited me over to the Odd Future house. Okay. We were very, yeah, we, we tried to get them to invest too. Because, you know, uh, the reason why Odd Future blew up is because uh, they got Eminem's old manager, Chris Clancy. Mm -hmm. One of the most famous managers. And then that's why he, he got them really good deals. Well, do a TV show, all this stuff. And then we tried to get them to invest in Genius because they were hot. In the early days, the first song that really blew up on Genius, like everyone was coming to Genius for the lyrics, was uh, Yonkers. Okay. So yeah, I'm still tight with Mike G too. He's the man. Right now he's uh, all over Clubhouse. So he's also a very high tech, high tech rapper. That, that verified, that verified section of, of, of genius is great, man. I, I love breaking that because sometimes I don't even know what these people be saying, man. But I, and I need some clarification. You know what I mean? But one, one of my favorites on there was um, Black Thought. I love listening to Black Thought break down his lyrics because he'll take you on a story with his lyrics. And before you know it, you probably... You know something about a country, you know about a book you should read, the food you should eat, the whole thing. Another person I like on there was um, a newer guy, was uh, Benny the Butcher. I think that was pretty recent. 
he, he he broke that down. And I like I like the idea of the yellow screen in the back too. Is that your idea as well? No, I don't know whose idea it was, but so I wanted us to have a blue check mark. And the CEO told me it can't be blue, it has to be green. Because he said Twitter already has blue. And this was before Instagram had check marks. Now everyone else has a blue check mark. So like I feel like he was wrong. Like it should have been blue. We have we have a green check mark. No one even knows. After I left, I actually think it was Rob Markman who came up with the yellow screen. Right. That has become like our version of the blue check mark. And right. that's why I want us to become a record label. My dream right now, I'm basically working really hard to get the CEO of Genius to step down because I want someone who's like a hip hop legend to take over uh, right. to make it into Y Combinator for rappers. Basically, it's going to be the transparent record label that respects artists. You know what you're getting. The same thing Y Combinator did for startup people. I want Genius Records to do for rappers. And that's why I'm trying really hard to convince Kanye to become the CEO. Because he, <laughs> yeah, he, designed, he designed the app. Like we've been tight with him. We were uh, some of the only guests at his engagement party okay. and never got verified. And I think he, the reason why he never got verified is because he was like, uh, you guys are doing it wrong. Right. And he did a redesign of the app. Like he actually went on the computer and did a physical redesign of the app. And we've taken a lot of his advice. He was basically like the one who told us to go back to focusing only on music. Okay. Mm. So you're, 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 campaigning, you're campaigning for Kanye, huh? Yeah, I was campaigning for president and now I'm campaigning for uh, genius CEO if you would do it I think that that because he, he's always tweeting about doing Y Combinator for rappers and then Steve Stout who's on our board uh, just uh, got got a 30 million dollar investment from Apple for United Masters nice. so I just think United Masters with genius with Apple they all combine and it makes Y Combinator for rappers the way you know you made it as a rapper is you get the yellow screen. That's what I do all day. Like I've started two other companies. But the main the main thing I do is every day I have rappers hitting me up and they're like, let me get the yellow screen. And a lot of people don't even know that you can just go on the site and break down the lyrics yourself. Right. You don't need to wait for the video. So I'm always saying like, you know, go on the site and if your lyrics go viral, then we can invite you for the yellow screen interview. Right. Good, man. Now, when it comes to breaking that, well, first, let me, let us give a shout out to Kenyatta. Kenyatta just uh, happened to come in, was having a little bit technical difficulty earlier. Uh, I'm gonna let Kenyatta come in with the next question. And then I'll follow up and back to you, Rob. Okay, cool, okay, cool. So, when you, when you originally came across this, was this like, was this like the, the goal? that you want to do with this, like in development apps, was it, you know, that you think, you know, I'm going to do something and pertaining to rap, whatever to start with? No, that wasn't the vision at all. We basically wanted this to grow into poetry and the Bible and the constitution and things like that. And the reason we wanted to start with rap was because we noticed that Twitter first got hot among rappers. Uh, so my dream, I spent most of the time I was at the company working on Bible genius or working on Shakespeare or whatever. 
but that's not what happened. What, uh, what got really hot is the verified accounts. And we wanted to have verified accounts for everyone. Like we actually got Hillary Clinton to sign up. Hillary Clinton annotated one of her speeches. So we were hoping every politician was going to use it, everyone, but people weren't having it. <laughs> everyone just wants to, this is too important for hip hop. And then now we have competitors who are trying to do what we did for other stuff, for non-rap stuff, non-lyric stuff. But it's just really not popping off. Like people just don't really care. What what people care about is lyrics. Like this is the poetry, and then and then pop lyrics. People don't care because pop lyrics don't even mean anything. Like the poetry that people actually care about this day and age is rap lyrics. Right. That's a fact. There's so much. That's a good comment right there. Um. Now, back to back to several minutes ago, you were saying that. Uh, you would consider uh, Kanye to be the CEO of, of Rap Genius. Can you name like two or three others? Yeah, I made a list of my top five. So the other, Steve Stout is on our board. Like, the, So the people who have strong connections, Nas was basically our first investor. Troy Carter was one of our first investors and he's the one who hooked us up with the whole music industry. Steve Stout is on our board and he's doing United Masters, which is basically what I want Genius to turn into. You know, like United Masters plus Genius equals Genius Records. Uh, and then who else did I say? Uh, I said Londell McMillan. He's just someone who, you know, he's running the source now. And I think he's doing a really good job with the source, but the source isn't as big as Oh, also, I'm, I'm forgetting the, who a lot of people would say is the number one choice is Rob Markman. Because Rob Markman is the person, he was basically my replacement when I left Genius. And he's made Genius blow up. He's the one who got every rapper to use the Verified. Uh, so he's kind of the de facto leader. And I think if he becomes CEO, because my only worry about Rob Markman, because, you know, he's a rapper. So I think he is more focused on his own rap career. And I don't want him to slow that down, but I think if, if we have a rapper as the CEO of Genius, that's basically what I want What I want to see. Right. So, I, uh, I'm sorry? No, nah, all right. I, I thought somebody else was going before me. Now I was gonna, I was gonna kind of segue into your, your, your new company, uh, Everpedia. Talk about that a little bit. And what is Y Combinator? Oh, yeah. So y, y Combinator is basically like, so before Y Combinator, people who started startups would get ripped off. Like, for example, Airbnb, they actually did Y Combinator, but before they did it, they gave one third of their equity for $1 million. So that was the standard thing is you give one third for $1 million. And now you get a much better deal. Like Y Combinator gives you 120K for 6%. But then after Y Combinator, you normally raise around $10 million valuation. Like that's what Genius did. So you get a much better deal. And uh, like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg was the first startup guy who didn't get ripped off. He didn't do Y Combinator because it didn't exist back then. But he kind of inspired it. He was the guy who was like, you know, we need to take startup founders more seriously. Right. 
And then there have been a lot of good companies in Y Combinator, like uh, Dropbox was in it. Uh, who else used to pay in this? There's, I mean, there's a lot. Like that's when people tell me that they want to do a startup, like especially a lot of people ask me to invest. I've only invested in companies that did Y Combinator. So if you want me to invest in your company, step one is you get Y Combinator to invest, and then I, I can invest too. So yeah, uh, my I started two companies uh, since uh, Genius. Everpedia was my second company, which we didn't get into Y Combinator because like I was considered too controversial. But we got money from Mucker, which is the competitor of Y Combinator. Okay. Uh, they're cool too. They're you know shouts out to Mucker. Uh, and then Everpedia has been blowing up. It's almost worth half a billion dollars now because Everpedia is not private. It's uh, got a cryptocurrency so like anyone can buy the IQ token so right now we're doing partnerships with the Associated Press making it so you can like pay money to own a piece of history like the presidential election or the NCAA finals it's cutting edge stuff like I don't even understand it but Everpedia is doing really well and then uh, I left there uh, two years ago and last year I started Ozo which is basically trying to use cryptocurrency to pay people for using the internet because that was the one problem I had with genius was that with genius I always wanted to pay people but I didn't want to give them a full-time job like sometimes I give someone a full-time job I'm like well I don't want to give you a full-time job and then like musicians musicians would always be like what am I getting out of this and we'd be like well if you want you can invest like Nas invested right it's cool it's cool that Nas invested but I thought that's why I got into cryptocurrency. Like I, I originally started investing in Bitcoin in 2013, and I thought Bitcoin, just by being internet money, can just be a way to give someone like, you can give them one dollar of Bitcoin for putting up the lyric. <coughs> so uh, that is what Ozone's trying to do too. You basically play games, take surveys and uh, you get uh, paid for it. And right now, a lot of our clients are CBD and cannabis companies. So I'm very happy to be connected with that industry. Like that's another thing I believe in a lot. And you know, right now I'm celebrating because uh, we just legalized it in New York City. Oh my God. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. Tell you what, man, that, 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 that right there is definitely going to be the, the, the extension of the garden state well yeah you got yeah <laughs> I, I think it's going to be even bigger here and you know there's so many rappers who you know, my, all of my friends all of my rapper friends have launched cannabis brands like juicy j has one crazy bone has one yeah uh so i'm i'm thrilled i think it's great news but we're waiting for connecticut to become recreational that that they're medicinally legal, but not recreational. But because Connecticut's part of the tri-state, Connecticut's gonna be next. Yeah, I know, probably like in a couple of weeks, because if two of two of them did it, then Connecticut can't. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're gonna have people taking the ride across the border. That's what you're gonna have, have to have going on. you, man. <laughs> and Massachusetts is right above Connecticut and they're recreational as well. Oh, wow, so they caught in the middle. So, so my book, one question I had is, 
with him. You you have a, a law background. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, and I mean, Genius started a lot of legal issues. So when we started Genius, I didn't even know the lyrics are copyrighted. Oh, and even I thought it was weird. I thought you can copyright the lyrics if you add give a lyric sheet, but with rap, a lot of times there's no written lyrics. Yeah. Some rappers don't even fully write their lyrics. Like they just take some notes on their notepad. Right, and we're, We were doing the work. So I was like, how can it be copyrighted if we're doing the work? But we finally figured it out. We had some lawyers who were saying that we can say that it's fair use and argue that it's not copyrighted, especially okay. since we're also giving the meaning. But uh, Troy Carter invested, so he was able to, instead of making us an enemy of the music industry, make us an ally of the music okay. And considering that, you know, these days Google serves lyrics. So lyrics is not our main business anymore. Our main business is connecting artists and fans. Like we launched Genius Live, which is the virtual concerts. Uh, so it's good to have the music industry. After I left, we got an investor who's also connected with the music industry. So we're basically part of, and you know, for me, I'm not, I'm not that happy about that because I, I think the music industry is kind of evil, but <laughs> that's the rule. If you want things to advance, you need to kind of make alliances with the bad guys because you can never just like totally revolutionize things. You need to just like take it. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Genius, I think Genius already along with SoundCloud and these things that let any musician have access, we've already helped it democratize the music space. But now I want to see us get involved in the actual money, not just in the marketing, but in the money, like record labels, cryptocurrency. Like I'm really sad that Genius is not doing anything with cryptocurrency. That's another reason why I'd rather have Kanye is the CEO because Kanye respects crypto, whereas Genius CEO does not respect crypto. And crypto, like think about what crypto, like NFTs, everyone's talking about NFTs. The main way I think you can use NFTs is for royalties. Because imagine you just type in the percentages and you can just give, you can give this person 1% of the song, this person 5% yeah. of it, and then everything just automatically distributes. And since the computer's doing it, you don't have a record label taking uh, 30%. Like, right. you know, you're, realistically, you still have to like compromise with them, but maybe this is going to make them take like 10% instead. Right. Yeah, I, I, think you're, I think you're right about the cryptocurrency stuff because um, in the NFL, there's a couple of players who converted part of their salary to cryptocurrency and it made, it, it made out really well for them where they converted it when they first got the contract. And when it actually evaluated, it was way more than what they actually thought they would get. And recently, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets, he tried to um, convert him, convert his whole salary in some way where he kind of tried to monetize himself or make his performance into an actual currency. The NBA didn't really go for that one. Though. Yeah, well, that's with the NFTs. The NFTs, I think, are hot. That's kind of what Everpedia is doing right now. We're doing that. We're doing what he was trying to do with the NCAA right now, March Madness. But uh, the the NFL player who started it all is actually my friend, Russell Okun. Yep, yep. He, he was supposed to invest in Everpedia, but it never happened. But he was, you know, he was giving us a lot of love. Uh, I think maybe he did invest. I think he didn't, he didn't invest uh, in the off market, but I think he holds some IQ tokens because he tweeted about us. 
So shout out to him. Definitely. Where do you see NFTs in the next three to five years? And if so, what what industry do you see that's gonna adopt that? I'm not really an expert on it, like even though Everpedia is doing cutting edge stuff, because I left Everpedia, so I don't really know what's going on with with the NFT side of things. But uh, I, on one level, I think it's kind of like trading cards. You just want collectible collectible things. Like I was never that into trading cards, but why wouldn't you want digital trading cards? But uh, for music. The, way, the reason I think NFTs can be really, really valuable is because they can divvy up the money you make. So with music, you need a better, especially with hip hop. Like hip hop is pioneered sampling. Now every musical genre uses sampling, but it came from hip hop. So a lot of times you need to give this person a cut, that person a cut. Right. And NFTs, I think, is just going to be able to make that automatic. And it's going to make it with zero transaction like you hear about so many rap songs like someone made a rap song but they couldn't put it out because they didn't clear the rights. right so, like, nfts can help with that okay let me ask you this give me your top five west coast artists oh west coast only um i just made a top 50 list oh, wow. i felt bad for some reason i forgot to put dj quick on my top 50 list. <laughs> I have to give a shout out to DJ Quick. Tupac is my favorite rapper by far. Like he's the reason I got into rap. Okay. And Snoop Dogg, obviously, I have mad respect for. He he was supposed to invest in Genius, but never came through. But he's he was verified. Showed us a lot of love. Uh, who else? I mean, does does Bone Thugs count as West Coast? Crazy Bone, Crazy Bone basically considers himself. I think they Midwest, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Lil B the Bass guy is my boy. He's been, you know, we've been mates since uh, Genius started. He gave us a lot of love, a lot of support. And some people don't take him seriously, but he basically started all of these new rappers, like these internet rappers who are blowing up right now. You can argue that uh, Lil B and also Soldier Boy kind of yeah. started internet rap. Mm hmm. I hear you. I hear you. I tell you what. You gotta love. So, now, last last week uh, when we 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 did an episode, or actually two weeks ago, we were saying big shout out to Soldier Boy for actually changing the game as far as going digital with the ringtones and everything else. Like he was the first one to like blow it out of the park. Yeah, I love Soldier Boy. I, I forgot where Soldier Boy is from. I think he's from the south, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he might be from Atlanta. Yeah, these days, I mean, the South took over rap. And I, I, honestly, deep down inside, I always uh, preferred, you know, like, Gucci Mane is, <laughs> you know, when I, when I started Genius, Cameron was my favorite rapper. But then once Genius got going, Gucci Mane became my favorite rapper. He's also had a lot of influence on the current scene. Like, you know, his, his mentor, his mentee Pooh Shiesty is blowing up right now, and like Kodak Black, right. a lot of Southern rappers look up to Gucci Mane. And then I remember Gucci Mane was out of all the rappers I've had the privilege of kicking it with. Gucci Mane was just like so nice to me. He was like 
talking to me, giving me the meaning to all the lyrics I wanted to know. So he's just—he's a great guy. I haven't, I haven't seen him for years. So I'm very happy. It's—it's it's good that he like got in shape. He got married. Gucci look like a whole another person now. But big shout out yeah. to Gucci, man. Really, uh pioneered a lot of the people as far as like Migos and uh, Waka Flocka and a slew of other different artists that he initially had on his late 1017 Freak Squad. So shout out to Gucci, man. Yeah, all of them were very, very nice to us. Waka was also one of the first verified artists. Uh, he was working with India Grave, who is a really, really good manager. I have a lot of respect for her. And we're still in touch with Waka. I'm still in touch, but Gucci became too famous for me. Like <laughs> we typed back in 2013. Yeah. He changed his phone number after he had to go to jail. So ever since he was released, I've never been in touch with him. But obviously, I'm very happy that he's like become so healthy. I'm really into health. Like that's my number one obsession is I want people to eat healthy, not do not do too many drugs, like not do bad drugs. <laughs> I'm definitely very anti-lean. That's one thing that I've always been, uh, I couldn't, I remember when I met Future. Future is a very healthy guy, like he's a healthy eater, but he was actually sipping lean while we were doing the interview. And he was like, it wasn't just me, it was like all the press people. So he was just like, not giving a fuck, just like sipping lean during his, <laughs> but this was a long time ago. This was in 2003. Okay. Are you anti-rich too? You, I see you had a little, you had a little tip for Warren Buffett too, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Warren, so rich. So I, I do think with with tech, I think people became too rich, and it's because they weren't able to share the wealth. So Correct. crypto is going to be the way for them to share the wealth. And like, I think Mark Zuckerberg should have like maybe ten billion, but I don't think he should have a hundred billion. So okay. hopefully he can share some of that wealth with people who use Facebook. That's kind of what Ozone's trying to do. But with people like Warren Buffett, uh, like, you know, if you build tech, like, you know, Elon Musk builds a new car or whatever. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg builds a new website. Steve Jobs builds a new phone. That I respect. But finance, I've always thought is fake. Loans, insurance, uh, everything having to do with medical finance. Education yeah. finance. These are just schemes, and they're things that I think shouldn't even exist. So the worst out of all of them is insurance, which like yeah. Warren Buffett basically invented insurance. Yeah, because so Warren I'm, Buffett he owns uh, Geico, correct? Yeah, yeah, it's his, that's his flagship. He's and that's my insurance. So I'm. He's even getting my money. I have beef with him, but he's still getting my money. <laughs> If, if you look on the exchange, the high, yeah. If you look on the exchange, the highest, the highest price traded stocks are insurance companies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that will end with crypto. The plan is, you know, I, I care about crypto for making the internet fair, but uh, a lot of the focus on crypto is to uh, give you a better deal on loans, give you a better deal on lending money, give you a better deal on insurance, on mortgages. So let's see if they do it. I hope so. Because I've always hated this uh, money lending. Like it even says in the Bible that 
money lending is supposed to be illegal. So I don't know why we decided why that it's cool. To, <laughs> that's what all of these things are. They're just all money lending. I can tell you something what, what you're talking about with the with the ozone thing. There's a there's a whole field in the music, a whole field of music that'll appreciate that. Um, the engineers, the studio engineers, have always felt like they've been cut out of the whole process as far as making money off the record sales or off the music sales. So, studio engineers have always wanted to get some kind of level of percentage or piece of the music. Because if you think about it, everybody makes money off it except for the guy who actually engineers the music. Well, sometimes producers do well, but yeah, it's it's a tricky part of contracts. Um, I think so. There's one crypto uh, crypto uh, music thing. They're basically the crypto version of Spotify, and it's called Audius. Mm-hmm. And I'm friends with the CEO of that. He actually used to be a famous rapper in Sri Lanka when he was a teenager. And I went to college with him. I, th- I think they got Troy Carter to invest. So I respect Audius, but then again, I want Genius to turn into the competitor to Audius. Like, because we've already got the brand. Like, Genius is how you know you made it as a musician. Yeah. But why wouldn't we just be the record label? But then exploring ways to do the crypto side of things. That's one of my major beefs with the CEO of Genius. Like, he used to be my boy, but we started getting into beef about a lot of things and one of them was crypto i i actually so i forced him to buy 15 bitcoin when bitcoin was cheap and then uh when i left genius i wrote a book about genius and i was trying to get it published by a publisher and i never even got a deal no one no one decided they they all decided to not publish my book because they thought it was like too controversial but he really wanted to read the book and I was like, I'm not gonna let you read it. Uh, <laughs> wait for it to come out. And he was like, I'll give you the big. I'll give you my Bitcoin if you let me read it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, done. So he gave me his 15 Bitcoin. Back then, it still wasn't worth that much, but now it's obviously worth a lot. Yeah. And uh, I let him read the book, and he was like, I love this book. Uh, can you make like a few changes? Can I suggest a few changes? Uh, Motherfucker wants to make my book all corporate. And no one even ever read that book. It's just like sitting in the hard drive. I tell you what, you can always put that up on auction. I'm sorry. Put it up on auction and get a get a good amount of money. Tell you what, uh, we have we have a question right from Kareem Scott. Any health business ideas? Oh, so many. Health is my passion. I wish I were in the health business. I'm happy that uh, Ozone is doing uh, work with CBD clients. Like our first client ever is called Kush Queen. And Kush Queen does cool stuff. Like uh, they sent me the CBD bath bomb. You're basically taking a bath that gets you high. <laughs> and then now she's starting a microdosing company because they just legalized shrooms in Oregon. Oh, wow. Olivia Olivia Alexander, who's the CEO of Kush Queen, is now also starting a microdosing company. And I believe I'm a big, big believer in cannabis because so I had brain surgery twice. Wow. I, have, I have seizure disorder. So basically, the mission is, of my life is I basically don't want to have seizures. Right. The crazy thing is, I think this is why I always like, like, you know, I used to, I used to drink, I used to drink coffee, I used to like, you know, 
like someone would give me like Adderall, I enjoyed it. Now I don't do any of that because all drugs cause seizures except for cannabis. How about that? How about that? Wow. Yeah, the only problem with cannabis is smoking. So like I don't smoke, I use a vaporizer, but then Kush Queen is trying to find all these ways of like making uh, either eating or like rubbing in cannabis more effective. And I think that that's the food. Like I think I think if you're just eating it or rubbing it in, uh, it's obviously not scientifically proven, but I think it could overall actually be good for you, especially if you're only doing a small amount. So it's the only drug that's good for. Like you know, some people say uh, one glass of wine a day is good for you, and like maybe, but I I don't fuck with that because that causes seizures. But. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and like you said, but the rubbing it in definitely is, is a good thing. Which I I know people who've done that. Which they live like in Arizona and West Coast and stuff. Yeah, I used lotions that didn't work, but then with uh, the Kush Queen bath bomb. About to say, I need one of those. <laughs> yeah, well, if you sign up for Ozone, you get a bath bomb for free. <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Olivia. She's it's very cool to be working with her as a client because uh, she's so driven. And like right now, I, I've never been into microdosing. Like I've only taken mushrooms. The last time I took mushrooms was when uh, Genius had just gotten money from investors. <laughs> I was still a kid, but um, a lot of people swear by it. And like people always say that uh, Steve Jobs was on acid when he came up with the iPhone. Wow. The DMT drinks, man. I, and mushrooms take you to a different place spiritually. So yeah. I know a few people that I know take it. And they be like, man, you ready to be tripped out. I ain't ready to be tripped out. I ain't <laughs> I'm too scared. Yeah, I heard about that several times. Oh, um, ASAP Rocky. Yeah, ASAP Rocky. He had a, he had a whole thing about that about how he he has a couple of crazy trips on that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm too scared to do that kind of stuff just because you know I've had my brain surgeries and stuff. So I think for the rest of my life it's just going to be weed only. But I respect people to do it. People who have never done it, I always encourage them. You know, you just have to explore your mind. There was a book uh, I read when I was a teenager uh, called The Doors of Perception. It's by Aldous Huxley, who wrote Brave New World. And that's where the band The Doors gets their name from. They're like pulling it from the, that book. Okay. And he was talking about mescaline, which is the, the ingredient in peyote, peyote mushrooms. And he basically says that if you think about it, your brain isn't creating knowledge your brain is reducing knowledge. Like you have everything just coming in at you. Your brain has to limit the number of things that you know. So he thinks that by tripping, you're basically allowing your brain to in, in, uh, to temporarily let in more. Okay. So. You know, one of, the, one of the things I ask people is, the point that we're talking about is how important is, how important is the imagination? Because you, you can think about anything you want, and it'll, it'll, it'll come to light as long as you focus on it, focus on it long enough. The imagination can take you anywhere you want to go. So even, and, and not to plug myself or anything like that, 
when I do smoke, it opens me up, man. And I'm talking about all sorts of ideas and things come come to play in that in that facet. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, though, sometimes creativity comes at a price for health. For example, Steve Jobs, who is like, you know, I've heard he did acid a thousand times. But then that might have been one of the reasons why he got cancer and he died so early. Right. So a lot of times it seems like genius makes you burn out. Like with rappers, so many of the best rappers, they die very, very early. And it seems like it was almost necessary. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, it's what happened with James Dean in the 1950s. But it sucks. Like, I wouldn't want that to happen to me. Like, for me, the meaning of life is that I'm basically just here to live the longest life I can. Right. I don't want to be Tupac. Like, I'm happy Tupac <laughs> existed, but I don't want. I wouldn't trade places with him. I'm sad. I'm sad that I. <laughs> That's right. Okay, now tell me what Rob asked you earlier about the five West Coast. Uh, rappers, right? What are your five East Coast rappers? Oh, East Coast. Well, yeah, now I moved back. Since I moved back to the East Coast, I've become more like West Coast because like, I have to like rep, rep my... Sh but uh, obviously, shout out to Cameron. Like, he's the one who launched my business. Nas is like, you know, the best, best investor I ever had. Biggie, obviously, I love. Uh, Jay-Z great man. I, I really wish he would have invested in Genius. I'm glad he's starting to invest in startups now. Right. And then for number five, I'll say Jadakiss. I think Jadakiss was very underrated. <laughs> Nobody knows him except in the East Coast. So he's kind of like the most regional. He even says in that song, why? He says, why, why my buzz in LA ain't like it is in New York. Right. See that? Look at that. See, that, that genius works, man. It's funny, <laughs> man. It's funny that how things happen because I would always go to genius when I got it. When I knew a new song came out, I was like, I need to know. Yeah. The first place I would go was well, if you ever want to sign up, unfortunately, you don't get any cryptocurrency for doing it, but you get just IQ points. You know, like on Genius, you get points called IQ, and then that's why Everpedia's cryptocurrency is called IQ Token. We're kind of trying to copy genius. Right, right. And I always wished, before even cryptocurrency existed, I was like, what if what if the IQ points were just worth money? But you still get the points. They're still worth bragging rights. And it's kind of cool. I still, I'm, I'm banned from genius, but I still create <laughs> burner accounts and just go break down. Because, you know, sometimes I want to send a lyric to my friend and it won't be annotated. So I have to just put a quick annotation so I can send that lyric. And then also a lot of people who love Genius still don't use the app. And the main thing, the app is cool for a lot of things, but the main thing it does is you can make the lyric cards, which is kind of like you put lyrics on top of a photo. Okay. And they're very popular. Like you see them all over the internet and people are always like, oh, how do I make that? How do I make that? You need the Genius app. Okay. I love, I love oh, that. So... Listen, you started off again. Listen, I, I understand, like, in everything, we start off with partners and different things like that. And you, you know, you come to terms, you have differences. So, from the experiences you have with partners, listen, you know, the guys you originally started working with, would you ever work with those guys again to start something new? 
Oh, the, so the funny thing is, right now I'm bugging. Uh, we don't we don't talk anymore, but I'm emailing him a lot because I wrote this article that's blowing up. I'm just trying to get him to resign. I'm like, come on, man, you need to resign. You're like making a fool of yourself. Your staff's not going to respect you. Uh, so I actually offered him. I was like, you could come and become an engineer for Ozone, which I I honestly would be down to do because that guy is a very very good engineer, but he was not a good CEO. He okay. fucked up as a CEO because I built him such a good brand. He wasn't able to pull off making it more than just rap. And then when he returned to rap, when we started the site, he didn't know anything about rap. He knew nothing about rap. That's why he wanted to build it. But five years have passed. More. Six years have passed. Like at that point, like start listening to rap. If you're not listening to rap anymore, sell it. Or get someone like Kanye or Steve Stout or someone to become this dude. So why doesn't he just listen to rap? Like, there's no excuse for that. If something's your entire life, either sell it or become passionate about it. So I'm very frustrated, but I don't hold a grudge. Like you know, my genius founders don't talk to me. My Everpedia founders don't talk to me. <laughs> I'll talk to any of them if anyone ever wants to talk. I'll talk to whoever, but a lot of times I just think, unfortunately, I have a poisonous tongue. I say things that really, really hurt people, but then no one can say anything to me. Like I honestly don't think anyone could say anything to me that would that would really hurt me. But I say a lot of people to, to things to people that hurt them. But it's because I'm a rapper, you know. I'm I'm basically just like spitting uh, battle battle rap. <laughs> like spitting fire, and it's all the truth. Like a lot of times, I feel like I'm just spitting the truth. Lava. I'm sorry. You spitting lava, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not an actually good rapper, but uh, that doesn't mean I don't try. Like I actually, I, I, for the, the last interview I did, I kicked a freestyle about why Kanye should be the CEO. And then everyone was like, "Yo, I just watched your new interview. Don't, don't rap, don't rap anymore." <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, fuck you!" Like it was a freestyle. Like you know, it's just, some of them That's are good. Some of them. All right, you want to give him another shot? Right um, now, yeah, let's give him another shot. Did you clean it up? Did you clean it up? Uh, yo, do, are we gonna put a beat? Should we put a beat? Go for it, Shane. Hook him up with something. You want me to go first? No, he need a beat. Let me find, see if I can find something. Where, Rob? You got the beatbox? Nah, oh, I got the. We're gonna give you a chance to give him another, another, another verse. Matter of fact, I'm gonna find something for our next guest we got on Monday. Who's that? Uh, Ayatollah. Ah, nice. Ayatollah. The guy, the guy that did uh, production for Most Def, Core Mega. Actually, Ayatollah did the, uh, the 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 world famous song by uh, Most Def, Miss Fat Booty. You did the beat for that. Right. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. I know that because I had told her it's like a very Persian thing. That's mm-hmm. cool. Well, tell him I say hello. No doubt. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Well, I'm not a good rapper, but I'm a rapper, huh? Or I'm sorry. Do you, you have say? a beat like an that you prefer to freestyle over, or does it matter? I'm down with whatever. Just make it slow. Make it slow. Remember, put the put the training wheels on for me. <laughs> All right. 
Here we go. Here we go. Yo, we need to have CEO. Do this record, you bring a blow. Be the wise beef for the rapping. Smoking Indo in NYC is legal. And for people that like woe on Ozone, you go and get the fish with that bombs. So you know it's the bomb getting faded in the bathtub with your chum. Yeah. My boy Kanye, he's on my app. He's got the technical design chops, and he is the man. I also like his clothes and his shoes. He could not launch a line of booze like my boy E40 coming with the Earl Stevens collection. And we got the best selection. The infection, viral lyrics coming through the rap genius. Genius.com. I give you your props. You know, most most people get a little camera shot when they they got to spit like that. So, so listen, man. Kudos to you for your courage, man. For real. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm always down to sing my piano. I'm always down to. Maybe no nobody wants to listen to me rap and play piano, but I'm always down to do it. That's what's up. I tell you what, right? Out of out of all the companies that that you have your hands in, uh, which two would you prefer to go public on the stock market? Um, at this point, so the funny thing is, Everpedia is worth way more than Genius. Mm. Their Genius is way more culture. Like everyone knows Genius. And not that many people know Everpedia, but Everpedia is straight up worth more. Like it, it, it is public. What 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 is Everpedia that Wikipedia is not? Originally, we just wanted to make it so that anyone can have a page, and rap was kind of the reason because one of the main groups of people who get their pages pulled off are rappers, and it's because Wikipedia is racist. They basically have different standards for uh, people of color. They're also sexist. Like a lot of women's pages get deleted. So the number one page in Everpedia history is Cardi B, because now she has a Wikipedia. For years, uh, she they kept deleting her Wikipedia. They said she's not famous enough. So everyone was Google searching Cardi B wiki, and they put her Everpedia page. Um, so, biggest name in the world. Not the biggest. But then we started doing the cryptocurrency stuff too, and then now it's not even just about the encyclopedia. We're kind of doing NFTs. We're doing all this stuff I don't even understand. But Everpedia is almost worth half a billion dollars. But it's like seriously, I mean, it went up 20% today, so it's like on a heater right now. We're working a lot with Binance, which is like the big Chinese crypto bank. Uh, but I'm very excited about Ozone. Ozone's actually the one I'm most excited about. The CEO of Ozone used to be an executive at Facebook and Google, so he's kind of experienced uh, with Genius and Everpedia. The CEOs were young geniuses. They were people who were just starters. They were smart. But they were just starters. This is someone who's experienced. He knows the problems with tech. And then this is the real mission. Like Andrew Yang talks about this. I we like, want, I like we want a universal basic income. Yeah. And the way that we refer to it at Ozone, which is what Andrew Yang calls it, is the data dividend. You basically get paid for your data. 
Right. So we've got a lot of competitors. Like there's Lolly, which Alexis Ohanian just invested in. And there is a browser called Brave, uh, which is kind of like the competitor to Chrome. You, go, you browse the internet and you get their token, which is called Basic Attention Token. But I think we can take over all of that and we can make it cool. Because none of this stuff is cool. All of this stuff only like techies use. Even Everpedia, only techies use, unfortunately. I wanted to make it cool, but I didn't, I wasn't able to pull it off. The only cool thing that's crypto related is Cash App. Okay. A lot of teenagers are using Cash App. A lot of musicians are using Cash App and they don't even know it's crypto related. But Cash App, you're sending Bitcoin back and forth. So I have a lot of respect for them for doing that. And I want Ozone to kind of be like Cash App Earn. Like we want to make earning crypto cool the same way that Cash App made sending and receiving crypto cool. Now, that being said, would you have like, besides Bitcoin, uh, what other cryptocurrencies would you have that'll be available if you if you decide to do that? Besides like Bitcoin and Ethereum, like, are there any other well, ones that you would- That's the question. The question is, should you only stick with Bitcoin or should you make your own crypto? And like, so the guy who made Cash App is also the founder of Twitter. He wants exactly. Twitter to go, yeah, he's gonna make Twitter go to crypto too. And then he wants it to only be Bitcoin. He wants you to get Bitcoin for using Twitter and to get Bitcoin for to send Bitcoin on Cash App. So I respect he him for how he's gonna make He owns Square too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. With Square Square is doing really big crypto moves too, and it's all Bitcoin based. It's not their own token. But then Everpedia, we have IQ token. Uh, having your own token can it can be cool because your token can be basically equivalent to your stock. Like that's whatever, Everpedia, the tokens are the same as the stock. So what's cool is that makes the token go up and down, not with Bitcoin going up and down, but with your stock going up and down. So first I wanted Ozone to just stick with Bitcoin uh, the same way that Cash App is doing it. But then we just made a really, really good hire, uh, my boy Zach Helig. And he is an expert at making your own tokens. So now we're thinking of making the O3 token, the Ozone token. You gotcha. I mean, great the, idea. The data thing, dividend thing, like you said, is a great idea because even if you, you look at it, right, a lot of people don't realize like what a lot of companies' business models are. So you see Amazon and people think the biggest thing is actually selling stuff. Amazon's biggest thing is they're actually storage platforms. So they take and data mine your stuff, data mine your information, and use that to what's they use that to to put a lot of smaller businesses and stuff out of company, out of out of business and take that information and manipulate it and stuff. So they're they bigger business than that. So when you it's only right that you take the information that you're getting, the feedback or the input you're getting them from the data side, people get paid for that point. So if that could be monetized, that would be. It's really something because a lot of people don't realize that their data points are actually being used to assume to, to create general like general sales and stuff like that throughout the world yeah amazon's the other big business that no one knows about is aws aws is the biggest amazon's thing the company that basically powers the whole internet 
So it's mm-hmm. weird. Like you don't know. Like so, you're the biggest store, and you also power the internet, including yeah. like Facebook and Google. Facebook, Netflix sits on top of AWS too. So there's a lot of companies that people don't realize. Crypto wants to take out AWS. We want to make it so that the whole internet is decentralized. Okay, I got you. On the tokens, I don't know where that's going. So like EOS, who is that's who invested in Everpedia. They gave us the thirty million dollar investment. They were going to do that. I don't really know whatever happened with it. But like the, the technology is called torrents. So like back. In yeah, the, I remember that. Pirating yeah. music, BitTorrent, BitTorrent was centralized. It was living on torrents. So the idea is for the whole internet to live on torrents again. Hmm. Uh, you know what but, I was thinking. Hmm? Now, remember last week when we when, when we texted each other and we were talking about stocks. Um, I'm not going to say that particular company unless you want to discuss that. But do you think that particular company, being that they Looking to do a social media platform, but that would be something that you would incorporate Ozone AI into in order to, you know, divvy it up like how you said we, before. We, we didn't say the we didn't say the company. Is, is it Coinbase? No, uh, Clickstream. Oh, Clickstream. Yeah, you showed me Clickstream. Uh, I'll ch- I'll check it out. I mean, I, there's definitely. You can't just do this on your own. You need partnerships to make the crypto ecosystem work. Like Everpedia has a lot of partnerships too. I actually want us to work with Coinbase. So, like one problem uh, okay. right now, they're working on sending Bitcoin. And obviously, if you just want to straight up send someone Bitcoin, it costs a lot of money. Like if I want to send you five dollars of Bitcoin, I have to pay maybe like twenty dollars in transaction fees. So it makes it not worth it. That's a premium. But if two people have Coinbase accounts, we can send each other back and forth Bitcoin for free, because Coinbase is just using their own Bitcoin. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. So I, my idea was that Ozone can just like have everyone sign up with their Coinbase, and then that way we can send them Bitcoin for free. And Coinbase already has something called Earn.com, so you can go to Earn.com. It's kind of like a competitor. To Ozone that Coinbase owns, but they're not doing CBD and stuff. They're only doing cryptocurrencies. Like Earn.com's clients are all just cryptocurrencies that want you to get people to buy them. So they're basically just trying to reach out to investors. So we want to reach out more to like young people, people who like are interested in like uh, you know new culture. Like you know they care about Instagram. They care about. Pop music, rock music, but uh, that's another. All of these things are good to check out. I mean, I still, I, I should sign up. I, I haven't signed into Earn.com for a while. I should just go see. Now that crypto is getting so hot again, see what they're doing on there. So, so a place like Crypto.com, where they kind of like claim to not have fees and all that type of stuff. How, how do they maintain stuff like that? I really don't know anything about Crypto.com. Even has their own token, and at first、yeah. I thought it was BS, but it seems like it's legit. I think people are just trying to undercut Coinbase. Okay.、And、Coinbase has to. Coinbase has a lot of expenses. Coinbase has like really big fancy offices, but、uh, Coinbase is the one that's treated the most like a bank. Okay. We tried to. They, they're cooperating with the government. And like on the one hand, the the crypto purists, like hardcore crypto people, don't like that because they want they want cryptocurrency to overthrow the government. 
But like I said, I'm a believer that you kind of have to cooperate with the evil people and just make it a little bit better. That's kind of what Coinbase is doing. Coinbase is where like the renegade crypto meets like the corporate banks. I mean, I'm an investor in Coinbase, same as Nas. So obviously I'm a big supporter in what they're doing. And uh, I, I would be scared to do anything like crypto.com. I would just think like I'm, I'd rather just pay a little bit of fees and be in Coinbase, because Coinbase's fees are still not that much. So I'd rather just do it there. And you know, they don't have to charge you a straight up fee. They might just take their fee off the margin. Like you buy, you buy Bitcoin costs $50,000. They don't charge you a fee, but when you buy it, they lie and they tell you that it's $52,000. I got you. And they're taking the cut like that. So it's a lot of it is just marketing. Uh, I think Coinbase is just the most stable. It's the safest one. I actually store my crypto in Coinbase. Okay. Which nobody else does. Like all of the hardcore crypto people, they say you have to have it on your uh, wallet. Yeah, yeah wallet. Don't forget that. Don't forget that passcode. Yeah, but then what happens if you know, what happens if I die? What happens if I someone comes into my house and robs me of my wallet or whatever? So yeah, yeah. There's no yeah. There's no authentication. They got the wallet. They got the funds. Yeah. Yeah, I trust. I trust Coinbase, even though a lot of people say I'm being a hypocrite for for saying that. There's even so DeFi is huge. DeFi, they're saying that for the crypto you have you can start earning 10% a year, which for me, that would be huge. That would be life-changing. And I was tempted to move some of my crypto from Coinbase into these DeFi platforms like Celsius, but I got too scared. I'm like, what if some stuff suddenly people tell me, sorry, Celsius is no longer exists. It like pulls them out Gox. So I just decided to leave it in Coinbase. And now Coinbase says they're gonna start paying seven and a half percent uh, pretty soon. They have a waiting list. So I think within a year or so, Coinbase is going to start paying 7.5%. Uh, that's better than any bank you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, banks, I mean, banks, even if you do an online bank like Charles Schwab, they give you maybe half a percent. Yep. Right. You, I was looking at the projections, the financial projections of what Coinbase might uh, start off at as far as for when they go when they eventually go public this year for an IPO, and it was it was it was three digits, it was three digits. It was well over a hundred from what I what I was looking at. Yeah, hundred billion they say, which means according to my estimates, I think Nas is going to make more money off of his Coinbase investment than all yeah. yeah, but he never got into crypto. I remember that was one back back when I was still in touch with him. Uh, he ended up getting mad at me because I became too controversial with like the investors and stuff but i was always telling him like yo you invested in coinbase tell your fans about bitcoin tell your fans that like bitcoin can make a big change in africa like africa has the most unbanked people so that can become the bitcoin can become the bank of africa That's true. he was always like i don't even know what you're talking about like he basically <laughs> just invested in coinbase because ben horowitz told him to but he hasn't right. really done the research to see what it's about. And that's disappointing. And then like, so the big hero of that is Akon. Akon is the rapper who not only invested, but he's he's actually building a city in Africa. Yeah. 
which is based on cryptocurrency. And then he wants that city to be a model for every city in the world. Akon City in Senegal. Oh, oh, yeah, he's building Wakanda. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for him. He's very good friends with uh, Everpedia's investor, Brock Pierce. That's kind of who got him into all of this. And you know, he's a very savvy business. I should have put him on my list of who should be genius CEO. Because he right. also, aside from being a great musician, he's the one who made Lady Gaga so much money. Yeah. Right. So he's good at, he's a very good negotiator as well. Lady Gaga made him a lot of money too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. About, it's funny because the, 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 his, his, his crypto that he's, that he's putting out is very similar to his name. It's called A-Coin. 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 <laughs> I remember it was actually early 2014. I was still at Genius and I interviewed the guy who made Coinye West. Yeah. He offered right. Kanye half of the coins and Kanye <laughs> made him cut it down. And I mean, you know, Kanye made $6 billion anyway, so I guess he didn't need it. But I think Coinye West alone could have made Kanye more money than uh, Yeezys have made. Absolutely. Oh, you're right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, back then he was anti-crypto, but then ever since then, I get I get the feeling that now Kanye is pro-crypto because I got a chance to talk to uh, Scooter Braun, who was his manager, and Scooter Braun told me like, "Yo, I'm actually like a big crypto investor." So hopefully he sees the vision on that. Shout out to Scooter Braun. He's uh, Justin Bieber's manager too, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a very good. Uh, he he's got started with uh, Jermaine Dupri. <coughs> he was working with Jermaine Dupri. That's how he got his start. And then he was the manager for Asher Roth, who's oh, a great wow. rapper. Asher Roth kind of got punked by uh, Bieber blowing up because Bieber blew. And then so what's funny is Asher Roth found Bieber. He told Scooter Braun, he's like, yo, you got to check this kid out. He's a genius. <laughs> yeah. He started managing Bieber, and then he forgot about Asherah. So. Wow. But he's a good guy. He's a good manager. I'd be down with, I'd be down with him to be the, the genius uh, CEO as well. Where do you see, where do you see uh, Ozone in the next five years? Ozone, I think, can be huge. Obviously, my, my dream is for someone to buy one of my companies. Because, like, you know, a lot of people want their company to become the next Facebook. I want my company to become the next MySpace. It's way better if someone just buys your company because then you don't have as many restrictions. You basically just get paid yeah. paid the money. And, like, a lot of people think that people buy your company, they're going to destroy it. But I don't think that's true. Again, this goes with my feeling about you have to compromise with evil. I think if someone buys your company and you do it right, you can actually amplify your company. But that's why Genius, no one's buying, you know, uh, I, I've gotten reports that Google wanted to pay a lot of money to buy Genius. They wanted to buy us for 700 million. And our CEO said no, because he wants to stay in power. But then now Google rolled out their own lyrics and it's like, it's such a waste. Like people are looking at Google's shitty lyrics instead of looking at <laughs> the lyrics, which are the best ones. Right. So I wish he would have sold it 
and I, I'm hoping, you know, Ozone CEO is swagged out. So I think if he got a deal like that, he would sell it. And my dream would be to just sell it to one of these evil companies we're trying to reform. If Google or Facebook buy us and they just use our technology to uh, give back to their users, that's what I really, really want. My number one dream is for people to just get paid for going on social media. You get paid for writing and then you get paid less just for reading. Interesting, you paid. No, that would, I that definitely would be ideal because you figure with some only information like, the, the biggest thing we got going on now is everything that we have in our life is kind of like a data input device. You use laptops, you use phones. Everything you do is providing data that's used in some way, shape, or form. So why not be able to make money off of providing data? That's right. Yeah, that can be the universal basic income. And then, so your data can be the universal basic income, but then if you want to actually put in work, you can make more, like writing articles on Everpedia. That makes sense. That's cool because that allows teenagers to work. I remember I grew up without, my parents didn't have any money. And I tried so hard to get a job at a as a teenager. I got rejected from Starbucks, The Gap, Abercrombie, everywhere. And I wish there were, like right now, if I were a teenager, I'd be on Everpedia just trying to get some IQ tokens. I was just so desperate. I didn't even need the money because I was living with my parents. I was just eating their food. If I got the money, it was just to like maybe go to some movies or whatever. But I was I was bored. I wanted something to do. So it just can create a lot of efficiencies. It's kind of crypto economy. I think is going to be the next level for the gig economy. I'm a big believer in the gig economy. A lot of people think it's shady, but a lot of my angel investments are gig economy companies. And I think it changed the game. Like before coronavirus hit, uh, unemployment was 0%, which had never happened before. And I think the main reason for that was all these delivery jobs. Yeah. It just made this chill thing in between having a full-time job and having a part-time job. So crypto, I think, can make it even more granular. It's like crypto, you don't even have to leave your house, but you can just earn from your computer. So that's, that's So we got a, a question from Kareem Scott. It says, what is the best piece of advice you would give someone who wants to either invest in a startup or get their startup off the ground? Uh, this is the other book I want to write someday. I wrote a couple chapters. I want to write a book on how to do a startup. Uh, so for investing, if you want to invest in a startup, you have to be an accredited investor, which means you have to certify that you're worth at least $1 million. That might seem unfair. I think it's unfair, but that's the way it is. And then a lot of people have been complaining about it, especially since startups have gotten hot. So now there's some crowdfunding, like WeFunder. Uh, but a lot of the good companies don't invest, don't don't look at those for investors. So that sucks. What's cool about cryptocurrencies is that that's a way to invest in startups without having a million dollars. But even that has run into some problems. Like four years ago, we had the ICO boom, and then all a lot of the ICOs ended up being shady. A lot of people lost money. So that kind 
that kind of made the boring people, the boring people were like, look, this is why we need to say you need a million dollars because ICOs took off and a bunch of people who can't afford it uh, lost lost their money on, on scams. But I would like to democratize things uh, for sure, but it's tough. Uh, with uh, building stuff, honestly, right now, so one thing that bothers me right now is a lot of people are investing in all these like uh, shitty vaporware cryptos. Everyone's thinking like, I, I, I'm gonna buy this crypto because it's only a dollar. Maybe this will go up a hundred dollars or something. I don't believe in that. It kind of reminds me of the tech, the tech boom. A lot of people were investing in like pets.com. Like pets.com is gonna be the next Amazon. Pets.com went to zero. Amazon is now worth like $2 trillion. Yeah. So you should just buy Amazon. Bitcoin is the Amazon. So, so that's, you know, but the two crypto investments I do are Bitcoin and Ethereum. Not to get financial. Um, I was looking at a penny stock called AABB. That's the ticker symbol. It's, it's uh, Asia Broadband. And that is the first crypto that's going to be backed by gold. And it's less than like 20 cents right now. The highest it's been was in the past three weeks was 60 cents. But right now it's back in the 20s. You know, people are short selling and stuff like that. But what do you think is the potential of something like that to be the first quote, quote crypto backed by gold? I I wouldn't invest in it, but I actually know uh, the founder of that company. Uh, he's my boy. His, his family was like, part of what made gold investable on Wall Street. So now he's trying to put on crypto. It's smart, it's smart. It's not It's not as It's not as uh, bad as some of the stuff. Uh, but so so the main, when, when investing, the main thing I ask myself, it's not how much money can I make? It's can I add value to this? Right. And I don't invest anything unless I can add value. Believe me, yeah. Anything I angel invest, any stock I buy, any crypto I buy, I'm out there trying to work for them. I'm, try, I'm out there trying to pump it. So if you think you can pump it, then go for it. With gold, I've always had, my dad was a jeweler and he didn't make any money. So I've always had problems with gold. I, I, I have problems with anything that's part of the real world. Like I hate real estate. I hate jewels. <laughs> uh, because I like the, I like ideas. I like the yeah. internet. I like books. I like music. I don't like because you know, with, I'm, I'm my family's from Iran, so like Persians are the opposite of me. They think that the internet and books and music have no value, and they think what has value is real estate. Like my whole family really wants me to just like sell my crypto and buy real estate. And then coronavirus kind of started to prove the point that like real estate's not only only going to go up either. Like. A lot of real estate's bullshit because you're not actually paying for the land. If you buy a house or a building in LA or New York or whatever, 90%, 99% of what you're paying is just because of the zip code. Yeah. The actual construction materials, if you would have bought the same exact thing in like the middle of nowhere, it would have been a fraction of the price. Yeah. Just like so, when you uh, get insurance, as soon as you punch in that zip code, that determines your rate. Exactly. You know, I mean, people, some people deny that ideas have value, but if you really look at it, all of human society is based on the value of ideas. It's all just about brands, even real things like real estate. 
we only think that New York or LA is a good place to live because it's a good brand. It's the same as like wearing Nike shoes. You want your zip code to be this, you want your shoes to have the check mark, and what do you want your money to be? Do you want your money to be dollars? Like 200 years ago, no one cared about dollars, but then we won some wars, we made dollars the thing. Like when you go to Europe, people would rather you pay them in dollars. Some, some people would rather get paid in dollars. So that shows that, that America pulled off a great marketing trick. America was like the Nike of countries. But then yeah. now Bitcoin is trying to step up to the dollar. And like Bitcoin can be even more, especially like if you look at teenagers and young people, they seem to really be into Bitcoin. But then in terms of Kareem's question for how to start a company, that's what I wanted to write my book on. You have to build it yourself. The biggest mistake, so a lot of people are like, I have an idea for a startup. And a good movie to watch on this is The Social Network, the movie about uh, how Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook. He keeps on saying, like in the trial and stuff, he keeps saying the idea is worthless. It's all about building it. So you have to build it. And then trying to find someone to build it is the hardest thing. So I don't code. I've been blessed that I was able to find all these talented people. But then the main reason I, I think of it is I work for them. And they never build my ideas. I find someone who's building their own really good idea. And I just go up to them and I'm like, how can I help? Gotcha. Uh, so I'm someone who thinks the engineer is who has to have the power. Like Mark Zuckerberg invest, invented that. He was the first, like, so like, the Google guys built it, but then they brought a grown up to become the CEO. Mark Zuckerberg was the first one who he built it. And he's like, I'm not going to bring a grown up to be the CEO. I'm going to be the CEO. And I think he's doing a good job. So that's what you want. You basically want to copy Mark Zuckerberg. If you can build it yourself, props to you. You're the, you're one in a million. One in a million people can do what you can do. And like the world depends on you. If you're like me and you're too stupid to build it yourself, you need to find someone who can build it themselves and then just try to help them instead of thinking that you can be the boss. Uh, and then um, don't try to get investors or make pitch deck. Genius never had a pitch deck until we were forced to make one to pitch our Series B. Like when we got Ben Horowitz's money, we never showed him a pitch deck. We already had a site with millions of users. So that's what you want to have. And you don't want to even talk to investors until you already have a lot of users. And really, I don't think it's worth talking to investors. I'm kind of brainwashed by Y Combinator. So I think once you build something and it already has a considerable number of users, like Genius already had a million users before you got into Y Combinator. Okay. Then you apply to Y Combinator. And if you don't get in, you just keep applying because Genius had to apply twice. We got, we, we got rejected the first time. And then Justin Can, who's a famous tech guy wrote a blog post about us. I went up to San Francisco and met up with him and he told us to apply again. So we applied to Y Combinator again. And every time you apply to Y Combinator, it's free, it doesn't cost anything. And all of these really, really important ballers are gonna at least read your application because you know they have to see if they, they're gonna take you or not. So sometimes people get rejected from Y Combinator, but one of the people who read the application will be like, 
yo, uh, Y Combinator rejected you because of like political reasons, but I really believe in what you're doing, so let me invest, let me help you out. Right. You don't need investors. If you're building it yourself, the only thing you need money for in tech is to hire people. Uh, I guess you need buildings too, but nowadays because of coronavirus, you don't need offices either. You really just need to hire people. So if you're building it yourself, sure. you can do software for free. Like Genius didn't cost us anything. The, the only thing we had to pay for is AWS. We had to build <laughs> AWS 300 bucks a month, which the CEO was paying it out of his own pocket. So. That's why he was like HBO this long, but now he's got to step down. <laughs> <laughs> any any last words to the to the viewers that's on the live uh, live tonight, and for ones that's going to be seeing this in the next couple of days? Of course, please join me. Thank you for giving me this uh, platform. This is a great conversation, and if every if anyone is inspired by what I'm saying, join me and fuck with my shit. <laughs> on Instagram, I've got three things to choose from. You know, if someone, especially if someone is like trying to get into tech, you can learn so much by signing up for Genius, using Genius, making your own uh, wiki page on Everpedia, and then also uh, join Ozone. Help me get a billion people to sign up for Ozone, start earning money on the internet. And if you're a musician, the number one group of people I deal with are musicians. Um, I'm not trying to sell you something. I honestly, sincerely believe the best way to blow up as a musician is to use to use my shit. So, and also SoundCloud. You also got to get on. I don't have any stock in SoundCloud, so that that just shows you I'm not being biased, but. Genius is huge for musicians. If you can just go on and put break down your lyrics, you can make them go viral. And once they go viral, then they're gonna have to give you a yellow screen. Hey, that's a perfect segue. Uh, good luck to anybody trying to break down Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang's lyrics too. He's he's one of the most complex. Like him and, him and uh, you know, rest in peace, MF Doom and Cool Keith. Cool key from Ultramagnetic Ultra MCs. Them, them three right there, breaking down their lyrics. You gotta just keep pressing the wine, pressing the wine. But when you break down what they're actually saying, the concept behind it is brilliant. I think some of the funniest things when I looked on Genius is when you look at stuff like, you ever looked at our Missy songs on Genius? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? I, I, so I'm so stupid. I never knew that she's saying the thing backwards. Yeah, <laughs> I learned that from Genius. I was like, oh shit, I'm so dumb. I always wonder. What yeah, <laughs> I think everybody took a look at that one on Genius Missy's <laughs> I don't think she's verified. Right. Like these days, Genius has changed. It's all it's all just about who's verified, and I just love. I love seeing the old school musicians verified. Like I saw, uh, we got Seal verified. You remember Seal, Kiss from Yeah. Yeah. I got a big kick out of that, but then no one else, who's, who's the, the younger people don't even know who Seal is. But for the young people, it's actually a much bigger deal. Like this is how you know you made it. And this is, you know, I started Ozone, but my main 
day to day, the number one task I'm doing is like, I just have countless rappers hitting me up and they're like, get me on the yellow screen. Like, you can just use Genius yourself and if it blows up, we'll get you on the yellow screen. They're like, wait, I can put my lyrics up myself? And I always send them this one YouTube video. Genius didn't make the YouTube video. We're too lazy to do our job ourselves. We have all the hands do. So like this kid made a YouTube video teaching you how to put your lyrics up, how to get a verified account. And I just, I became friends with him just a couple months ago on Instagram. He's a, I'm, I'm like, dude, Genius should hire you. You know, we just, we just got a new president. We just, you know, I, I, uh, I did complaining saying uh, the, the president should be black. And I, I did that, I, I wrote that article during the whole George Floyd stuff. And a lot of people like Lupe Fiasco got mad at me. He's like, why you gotta bring up race? And that's why I said I'd be down with Scooter Braun. Like Scooter Braun's not black, but at least he's part of hip hop culture. I was just saying that to be polemical, but so they, they kind of took my advice. They had the president uh, step down uh because his wife had gotten into trouble too she had to step down from her company for racism oh wow and then they had uh the former chief revenue officer of the washington post become president and she's a black woman so that's cool at least like it's something uh and they also a head of head of social media they just hired kaza who who is He's, he's a part of the culture and they're looking to hire more people. So, I mean, that's a lot of people are hitting me up like, yo, I heard Genius is hiring, get me an interview. And I'm like, if it worked the way I want it to work, I would want the people who get hired to be people who are already part of our community. Right, yeah, amazing. And also check out my page, because yesterday, um, uh, I think you put a comment under there under the gentleman that actually works for uh, Genius. I guess the person to you know get in touch with in order to I guess you know submit whatever qualifications that you have. Anybody that's, that's listening out there, if you want to, I guess potentially be uh, a candidate for the CEO of uh, Genius. <laughs> so check well, out well, we're, we're hiring social media people, video people, but the main thing I care about is already being involved. I'm gonna ask you what your IQ score is, even though they're <laughs> I've still got a really high IQ. I got banned like seven years ago and I've still got like one of the top 50 IQ scores in the whole community. So. Wow. wow. Nice. I was working my ass off. My, <laughs> my, my last question is, who's the, who's the artist, whether what, what genre, but, primarily, I guess, hip-hop, I'll say, that you had the most difficulty breaking down the lyrics of? So many, so many. I mean, so right. Rizzo, Rizzo was the second ver official verified artist ever. And he was telling us some Wu-Tang lyrics, like, completely over my head. And it's like, <laughs> you need to be from NYC to, uh, <laughs> you need to be from Brooklyn to under, I mean, well, they're, they're from Staten Island, but I know a lot of their lyrics are based on Brooklyn, Brooklyn streets, like, uh, but so, I mean, some of the people you were saying, like MF Doom, uh, Aesop Rock, <coughs> Mark. That's one, that's one of the reasons I, I like Tupac. The reason I like Tupac 
I think Tupac is by far the best rapper is because you have some rappers who get a lot crazier with the lyricism, but Tupac sounds like you're reading the Bible. Like the Bible is not the the Bible is not like reading Shakespeare, reading Milton. It's not as complicated, but it's more powerful. So you have Wu Tang Clan, who's like who's like Shakespeare or John Donne or something, or or you know some who are they're like modern poets like T. S. Eliot. But then you have Tupac, who's like the Bible, and like I'll I'll take the Bible. It's like the Bible out of the. Old old world poetry is still the top poem. That's why Tupac is always going to be the best for me. Mm. Nice, nice, nice. All right, fellas, uh, Kenyatta, Rob, any last words? Nah, it's been, it's been a great interview. It's a pleasure meeting you, sir. You you brought a wealth of knowledge to our to our viewers, and um, I appreciate your time. We appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna get my uh, my bath bomb. Of course, of course. Yeah. There's all kinds of collaborations we can do for sure. It's very exciting, and thanks for hosting me. We can definitely keep on keep on building this together. And this is uh, sure. great. I'm, I I can't wait to hear uh, Ayatollah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Be incredible. Yeah. This, this Monday, y'all tune in. Uh, this upcoming Monday, we're gonna have Ayatollah for all the listeners out there at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, once again, my brother, thank you very much for coming through. Thank you. Uh, everybody that's, that's that's looking at this, you know, we, we appreciate your support. Uh, like, comment, share. And we'll be back on Monday. No Ideas Original Podcast. Peace. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.